0: Hi, this is Ellie Fishman and welcome to our latest uh, quiz. This is the June 2018 CTSS quiz, 10 terrific cases. And without further ado, let's get started. In this patient with the right upper quadrant pain, I asked what the best diagnosis is. You have two sets of images. On the first image, you see on the axial views, there's this really thick and dilated loop of small bowel you're not certain how far this loop extends down. You can see some distal bowel is not dilated, but it looks impressively thickened. And it's probably not enhancing as well as it should, considering this is arterial phase. You can see how nicely you see the iliac vessels. Then you look at the 3D image and you can see that that loop almost has a three-shaped appearance. Then you see very prominent vasorecta going to the loop and you see very small vessels. and you say, okay, what could this be? Well, obviously, this loop is abnormal, this inflammation. It's not diverticulitis. It's not carcinoid syndrome. There you get a desmoplastic reaction and you see mass in the mesentery. Um, could it be Crohn's? I guess you can think about Crohn's, not the world's best location. And usually with Crohn's there's diffuse wall thickening rather than this kind of dilated bowel and this lack of enhancement and also the prominent vasorecta the small vessels this is a classic appearance for ischemic bowel in fact in this case i would worry about the possibility of a mid-gut volvulus just based on its appearance though i don't see that on these images and this was ischemic bowel this patient went to surgery and had bowel resected in this case i asked you what's the most critical diagnosis and in fact everything a, B, C, and D are all here. This is cirrhotic patient with portal hypertension. You see a lot of collaterals. You see the varices. But what you see in the left lobe of the liver, best shown and maybe only shown on the arterial phase imaging, is a two centimeter mass. It's vascular, but not markedly hypervascular, at least compared to the aorta. But you see that on venous phase imaging, the lesion is gone. So this is a hepatoma again increased incidence of hepatomas and cirrhotic livers just a very nice example in that regard this is an interesting case and i haven't seen too many of these this was a patient post-laparoscopic colcistectomy came in was hypotensive and post-laparoscopic colcistectomy it's very common to see bilomas you can't see hematomas but this is not just simply normal post-operative change. There's too much blood and you see the high density. This is active bleeding probably from the cystic artery. I guess in the theory it could be another branch. I don't think I've seen very many cases of active bleeding. Look at the blood tracking down into the pelvis. Uh, this is one of the complications of any surgical procedure, but it's unusual from laparoscopic colcystectomy and a very nice example. This is a straightforward case, but I thought I would show you this case. As we scan faster and faster these days, if you look carefully, you can see the aortic valve leaflets, particularly if you do an oblique plane through the aortic root and you have the leaflets head-on. And in this case, you see a beautiful example of a bicuspid aortic valve with early thickening and calcification. Patients with bicuspid valves have an increased incidence of dilated ascending aorta. It's common in Marfan syndrome but it's also a common occurrence incidentally. But again, it becomes important. Patients with bicuspid valves typically need valve replacements two or three decades before patients with classic tricuspid valves. 60 year old male, what's the most likely diagnosis? I like this case, coronal view on the, on the left, cinematic rendering on your right. You see the large vascular tumor You see the textual changes in the cinematic rendering, the infiltration in the right lobe of the liver, the changes extending to the vessels. And although in theory this could be metastatic colon cancer, it's unusual for metastasis to be exophytic like this, particularly a solitary mass. This obviously by enhancement is not a hemangioma and it's not hepatic adenoma. This is most consistent with a hepatoma. This patient had a spontaneous adrenal bleed, and so I'm asking what's the least likely diagnosis? Well, you see a large mass in the right adrenal, it's high density, so it bled. Now, what bleeds? Now, obviously trauma, but trauma, usually the bleeds are two to three centimeters, and there's no other evidence of trauma, and that's not one of the answers. Now, adrenal adenomas, which occur in five to 10% of patients, essentially never bleed things that bleed myelolipomas bleed and that's the reason over 5 cm they'll be resected pheochromocytomas can bleed and in fact this was a pheochromocytoma and metastatic cancer to the adrenal can bleed most commonly lung cancer so my rule is if i see an adrenal bleed uh, particularly large i need to make certain there's not an underlying tumor yes it can be due to coumadin yes it can be due to trauma but I always am worried what's the underlying pathology. So it's a good rule. And sometimes it's very hard because the blood, surely with a myelolipoma, essentially wipes out the lesion. The pheo, it's hard to be certain. Sometimes MRI is helpful, and other times it's simply surgery that's gonna be helpful. This is a great case. If you only look at the images without looking at the case, you see diffuse gastric wall thickening. It's a linitis plastica type appearance. There's ascites and this could surely be a primary gastric cancer. Okay, it can be because they have that appearance. It's too thick and the appearance is not that of gastritis and it's surely not under distension. Again, the importance of giving oral contrast before you do a study to make sure you don't overcall or undercall gastric pathology. But if you have a patient with breast cancer, linitis plastica, you got to think about metastatic disease and this was metastatic breast cancer indeed to the stomach. Just a beautiful example. This patient had pelvic pain and when you look at the images 2D and 3D, you see a large mass which is destroying the the sacrum and the coccyx. It has trabeculations of bone within it, there's a large soft tissue mass. This is not the appearance of osteomyelitis. Lymphoma can cause bone infiltration in a large mass, but the way the bone is carried in the tumor, that's not going to be lymphoma typically. Theoretically, chondrosarcomas rarely occur there. They have matrix, but what really occurs there? Chordomas. Large masses, bone destruction, coccyx, sacrum, and it has bony trabeculations. This is a classic example of a chordoma. This is a great case. I don't think I've seen one exactly like that, and I asked you what the best diagnosis is. If you look carefully, you can see an aneurysm, or you want to call it a pseudoaneurysm, And if you look carefully, it's coming off the renal artery on the left side. And this was a large renal artery aneurysm that was eventually resected. Sometimes you might look and say, is this coming off the aorta? But you can see it's not. It's not splenic artery. It's not hepatic artery. It's renal artery aneurysm. Renal artery aneurysms are not uncommon, but they're typically a whole lot smaller than it was in this case. In this patient, I'm asking what the most likely syndrome is. First, you got to see the findings. Look at the spine in the chest image. There's a one-sided vascular lesion. That should give it away. There aren't many things that are vascular. Hemangioblastomas are what comes to mind, though occasionally meds can do that. Then you look at the patient with cystic pancreatic lesions. Well, what could they be? There's a number of things with von Hippel-Lindau uh, that you could think about. Um, and they include pancreatic neuroendocrine tumors, cystadenomas, and pancreatic cysts. Um, This could be cystadenoma. Then you see in the right kidney, there are multiple vascular lesions consistent with multifocal renal cell carcinoma. So now you have something that involves the kidney, the pancreas, and the spinal cord. And in fact, von Hippel-Lindau can not only involve that, but involves anything from the retina with hemangioblastomas to CNS with cerebellar and spinal hemangioblastomas, which this case has endolymphatic sac tumors in the neck, pancreatic serous cirrhosis denomas, pancreatic neuroendocrine tumors, renal cysts, renal cell carcinoma, and pheochromocytoma. So it's an entity where the patients have multiple findings, and this is just a beautiful example and the lesion in the spine makes it ideal. Otherwise, you could say, well, could this be a renal cell carcinoma with metastasis to the pancreas? I guess that would be a possibility. Anyway, those are 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed looking through them. I hope you enjoyed getting them correct. But even if you didn't get them correct, I hope you learned something. And this is June 2018. I'll see you bright and early 30 days from now. Catch you later. Bye.